Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's a football Friday, the first real one of the season. Week one is underway. Hopefully you cashed on your parlays or bets. I didn't hit on anything, so I'm already down, but I'll come right back up on Sunday. Really, I'm not down because I cashed on Florida State, uh, so I'm I'm good, but I didn't hit. I, only, I threw like 100 tonight on... Um, Anytime touchdown props, couple parlays, and first time um, first touchdown scores. I, I had I had Jameer Gibbs. I had David Montgomery. I didn't have Amon Ra St. Brown. And I don't know, silly me. I was just sure that uh, Mahomes at home and the Chiefs were going to go march down the field and score, and it would be uh, one of those guys. So I had Justin Watson, Noah Gray, of course, Kadarius Tony, of course, Pacheco, and. McKinnon and even Mahomes, but nope, nope, it's not how it went. That's why we watch and that's why we bet. And that's why nobody knows what the spread is going to be and uh, what the over under is going to be and who's going to score, man. And like as I said, if you would have put a, a two leg parlay together with Rasheed Rice and Blake Bell and put five dollars on it, you probably would have been able to turn five hundred into two hundred or ten to four hundred with those guys. Like, Blake Bell is, like, their third or fourth string tight end. Blake Bell, you remember him coming out of Oklahoma. He played quarterback. Rasheed Rice is a rookie coming out of SMU. Um, You know, heard good things out of camp about him and Justin Ross. Wasn't sure which one of them. I did have a Justin Ross uh, anytime touchdown prop, too. But, no, you know, Kadarius Tony sucked tonight. He pissed me off. And you know what? I'm glad. My my wife was like, you got any fantasy players? My wife plays fantasy. She's like, you got anybody in fantasy Going tonight, and I'm like, I have Kadarius Tony, and you know, you have the thought like, oh, maybe I want to get in on this. I took Kadarius Tony like I don't know, maybe my third or fourth to last pick, right before I ended up picking my defense and kicker Kadarius Tony was out there, so I scooped him up. But I didn't play him tonight. I knew not to play him tonight. He was trash. He was super trash. And, like, he's just getting roasted. He's getting memed on the internet. So we are underway. Uh, let me see. As I'm checking fantasy, of course, I'm playing against someone who had Amon Ra St. Brown. He put up 19 points. Other than that, I'm straight, though. 
66-66. So with the first NFL game, Major League Baseball, travel day, they knew to get out of the way. Thursday is usually travel day anyway where you know there's not games or getaway day where the games will be early. But there were only six games tonight. The Yankees are not legit. Don't uh, buy into the hype of the Martian and the kids and and them making a run to the postseason. I, I, I try to let people enjoy things. So I didn't really want to rain on your parade. And I haven't been the guy to, to rain on your parade since I personally got off the Yankees roller coaster July 16th when they found a way to blow that game in Colorado. You know, I know that I'm a, a fan, but I'm also a radio host. And, uh, you know, there are a ton of loyal Yankee fans that are literally dying hard with the team. Saying, you know, don't it, it ain't over. Till it's over. You're saying there's a chance. Say it ain't so. Like there are there are Yankee fans that no, no mathematically, if we sweep the well, we didn't sweep again. Like you needed to sweep the Tigers last week. You needed to sweep the Tigers this week. Really, what you needed to do was win a series in August before that Tiger series, which was the only series you won. So it's it's too little, too late, folks. And you know, I saw a little clip of myself yesterday. Uh, the WFAN posted to me. I'm like, I'm so fidgety talking about the Yankees because this season has made me so uncomfortable. It's so disappointing. This team is just not it. And like now, of course, you know, we get this little uh, jolt of energy with the kids, but it's too little too late. And <laughs> there are fans saying, oh, I, I believe you got to believe. But I don't I don't believe. Like, what would the point be? Who's who's pitching? Is Nestor Cortez going to come back? Like, who's going to pitch if they get into a three-game series with Minnesota? Or whoever it may be. I just, I'm good. I'm off of it. So the, the Tigers defeat the Yankees tonight. They put up 10. Carlos Rodon, um, the game was over right away. Like, this guy, I don't know what's up with this guy. He gives up two in the first inning. But then he goes on to give up. Uh, eight hits, seven earned runs after that homer. And it's just like, bro, the game, like, by the fourth inning, the Yankees are down so much. And it's just like, okay, they're not going to come back from this. And this is a team that you needed to sweep and you needed those games. 32,000 showed up. And the fans are going to show up tomorrow. A hot Friday night. Feels like summer. One of the last Friday night vibes. Like, you know, Yankee fans are going to show up. Old-timers day. uh, 1998 replica ring. But... I mean, it is what it is. If you are one of those Yankee fans that's still holding on to hope that they can make a run at the wild card because you see, uh, you know, Boston or, uh, you know, the Rangers struggling or, you know, you know th- those teams losing three games or uh, only winning three games out of their last 10, Texas and Boston, and the Yankees going eight and two or whatever, it's just, it's it's too little too late. Too much has to go right outside of what they can control. And I think a lot of fans got confused with the Astros sweep being sandwiched in between the Tigers series in Michigan and New York. They're they're playing the Tigers, folks. So it's like I I just wasn't impressed. Um, I thought it was great that they beat the Astros. It was fun to watch Yankee baseball over the holiday weekend. But I also am not fooled by that. That's one of those... You can't predict baseball. That's baseball, Susan, type of things. They go to Houston, which has been a house of horrors, and they sweep the Astros. I can't remember a time that the Yankees went to Houston and and swept the Astros in recent memory. So 
I guess we'll have that. And I said last night, you know, we'll have that to hold on to as the Astros make another run to the ALCS and potentially the World Series. And we got to watch, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Rays in it again and our, you know, division rival Baltimore Orioles in it. And then when you look across to the National League, the same teams and franchises that have figured it out year after year after year, the Dodgers and the Braves, they're going to be right in the thick of it. And the Philadelphia Phillies, who went to the World Series last year, who I used to joke and call Yankee South because they had so many Yankees players, they had a former Yankee manager, they're going to be right in it too. Um, that's when it's going to hit. That's when it's going to be like, man, we were in the ALCS last year. What happened to this team in one year? Let's go to Teddy up in Yonkers on the fan. What's up, Teddy? Hey, Keith. Keith, uh, just want to commend you on your, the job you do. You really keep me interested, and you're, you're a great addition to the fan. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Keith, these past two weeks, even though, you know, everyone knows that I'm a math teacher on the fan, and uh, probabilities, my, one of my specializations, I got my master's degree in, and I knew the Yankees' probability, you can't uh, go against the math, it was very, very low. They created excitement by bringing up the kids and the way they played mm -hmm. and, you know, having the Martian remind people of Mickey Mantle, a center fielder, a switch hitter yeah. with power. And it just added excitement to the to the fans. And we were looking forward when we were the Yankees were playing. Hey, let's keep it going. Let's have fun. Go out there and play one game at a time. And we can control what we can control. And we can't control what we can't control, meaning the other teams. But to have Rodon come out tonight and pitch like that, and he rightfully got booed, and he should mm -hmm. get booed. It just dropped my heart all the way to the ground. And I'm saying to myself, and my friend called me up who said to me, you see, Teddy, I told you, and you were going crazy. Because you said before the Yankees weren't going to make the playoffs, and then you changed your mind. I said, I didn't change my mind. I knew it was very low, but I said they added excitement. And Rodon, I'm afraid to say it, Keith. I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think Rodon is going to be another Havano or back in the 70s, Ed Whitson? And I'll hang up and hear what you have to say. And thanks for taking my call, Keith. Thanks for the call and the compliments, Teddy. Uh, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I, I wasn't excited for the kids to come up. If you listen to me last week, I'm like, whatever, man. They're just going to bring these kids into it. And I thought the toxic energy of the clubhouse and the negativity of the Yankees losing and these guys striking out and being lifeless and blowing games, I thought that that was going to affect the kids. Actually, the reverse happened. The kids come in bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and they lighten the mood. They pick everybody up. Now, all of a sudden, DJ's hitting. Who DJ has, you know, even before the kids, DJ has figured something out. I'm giving credit where credit is due. DJ sucked at points of the season where he was just out of it, and he looks like the guy that, you know, we signed back in uh, 2021. Stan hitting home runs. Judge hitting. Glaber hitting. It's like the kids rejuvenize the whole team. And that's how it's supposed to be because when you see somebody like coming in, you know, when I see when I see people at WFAN and I'm I'm new. I'm I'm only in my second year. But when I see guys getting a shot to host and I see how excited they are, um, how prepared they are, 
uh, how serious they take it to get the opportunity, it brings me back to where I was. And that motivates you. That motivates me to hold it down. That motivates me to do better. That motivates me to show up and bring it every night to keep my spot. And that translates into baseball, too. And I think it really gave the team a boost with the Martian and Everson Pereira and Peraza and Wells. But fool me, can't, can't fool me again. You know, that was a magic trick by Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, and company to appease the fans, to change the mood, change the vibe, to have the fans not screaming fire Brian Cashman and calling for Hal Steinbrenner to sell the team. You bring the kids up. You stop playing guys like IKF and Jake Bowers. And you put the kids in and you see what they can do. And it gives you this optimistic this optimistic look into the future. It makes you dream about next year and a return to prominence and not having to go buy all the players. And it makes you dream of a new core. It makes you dream of Baby Bombers 2.0 and the Yankee Utes and the New York kids on the block. I saw, I think my friend Karen wrote online and, uh, you know, all these different names, the Martian and the Minions I saw. And I'm like, now you can't minimize the rest of the guys. They're pros and they're good too. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the right move. September 1st call-up, you turn the page to a new month. And we had fun watching Yankees baseball the last two weeks. They put together their best stretch of the season in the last two weeks, but it's too late. It's too late. And... Carlos Rodon has a six-year, $162 million contract. Terrible first year. You missed half the year, and you had all these quotes and all these things you said, oh, I'm not here to pitch in, in April and May. I'm here to pitch in the postseason. They're not going to the postseason this year. You know, this guy blowing the kiss to the one fan that uh, got under his skin in Anaheim on the road. That became a whole thing. He's a fiery guy. Let me see. My boy Joe Rondazzo wrote, Carlos Rodon was booed tonight, and it's worth bringing his quote from February after signing with the Yankees to the forefront. He mentioned Randy Johnson won 17 games two years in a row with the Yankees. How often does that happen anymore? But the only thing people remember is him not making a good first impression, and first impressions are the most important thing. Honestly, I could see myself in the same situation as Randy. I'm a fiery dude like him. But I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I just don't want people to have that lasting impression of me. What is your impression of Carlos Rodon tonight? 877-337-6666. Ben is in Lakewood on the fan. What's up, Ben? Um, what what do you think the chances of the Yankees making it into wildcard? Uh Fangraphs had it at less than one percent. So I'm gonna go to Fangraphs right now and and see uh, what they have projected. What do you think, though, Ben? How old are you, Ben, first off? 15. So you've been watching the Yankees the last 15 years. It's been 14 years since they've been to the World Series. What's the, what's the most fun Yankee season you remember in the last probably like five years, 10 years max that you've you've seen? What was the most fun year? I wasn't really into it for so long, but I would say maybe last year. Yeah, an ALCS year where Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs. They win the division. They start off at an all-time hot pace where everyone is expecting them to win the World Series like all the other teams 
they were compared to. Yeah, this ain't it this year. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Ben. Yeah, they got very close. I'm saying, is it, is it like true that the Yankees didn't do this bad in like, in like a decade? This is this is the worst season I can remember. Right now, the Yankees have a 0.5% chance to make the playoffs, to get that last wild card spot. 0.5% is pretty much a 0% chance. Like, I have, like, an older brother. He's like, I he was following the Yankees for, like, 20 years. He's like, I, I can't even, like, he's done. He finished ready in, like, July. I understand. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I was off the roller coaster, as I've been calling it on air, July 16th. I, I, I heard you already. You're like, you're like, I'm done with baseball. I'm going to football. I'm waiting for football to start. Yeah, I needed it. Needed it. Because, you know what, I love the Yankees, and uh, I love my job. And being the Yankee fan that I am is what got me into this job. And it's hard to do this job when the team is failing like they're failing. And when you're uh, you're a fan and you watch the team and every you know you read every article and you you know every move and you can point to the reasons why they failed. And it's just not good enough for the Yankee standard. It's not good enough for the 27 time champs. And it's a long winter already. Winter has come early. Uh, it's 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 got to get fixed. It's got to change. Brian Cashman has a lot of work to do. Hal Steinbrenner's got to dive deep on this team, and they've got to get right because they have the greatest fans in the world. If the Yankees just did everything in their power to figure out how to get back to the World Series, I'm not even saying win it, get back to the World Series, it would be pandemonium. But they've gotten so far away from what they used to do. You think, like, by next year they'll be back? I, I I'm gonna pray on it. I'm gonna you know keep my fingers crossed. Wear my pajamas inside out. Maybe buy a lucky rabbit's foot. I I want them to be in the World Series next year. Of course, every year I want them to be in the World Series. I think that they have all of the resources, the money, everything in their power to build a team to get back. But they're gonna cut corners and they're gonna make excuses and they're gonna turn it on us, the fans, and say, oh, I don't know why the fans are so upset. Oh, don't quit on us. How far did we get last year? And then when they come up short, hey, fans, come out to Yankee Stadium and get an Aaron Judge 62 bobblehead. Come out for a knit cap night. Like, people aren't pulling up now, you know? Yeah, and, like, why are they only getting new players at, like, the end of the season when they have no no more chance, like, when? Technicality. You know, we're not used to watching seasons like this with September call-ups that, like, really, you know, are just – auditioning for next year these are tryouts for next year like i'm not used to this like it took me a while took me a while to process the fact that this season ended in august and we're calling the kids up and now we got to look to the future and you know it sucks to go from first to worst that's you're supposed to go from worst to first how you go from winning in division to being the last place team in in the division how do you go from being one of the final four teams in baseball to the next year not getting into an expanded postseason it's 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 tough for for me to process, but it is what it is. I'm I'm on to football because that's fresh, that's new, that's a new journey. I can't wait to see what happens in the NFL and different than baseball, right? Like, you know, the Detroit Lions played the Kansas City Chiefs and everyone cared. If the Detroit Tigers play the Kansas City Royals in that same area where the you know Kauffman Stadium is across the street from Arrowhead, no one cares. It's different. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, but I love you. I love when you come on. I always wait for it. I appreciate it, Ben. You're the man. Call me up anytime. We are the world. We are the children. Keith McPherson is for the kids.
Let's go to Sean in Delaware on the fan. What's up, Sean? You got it, bro. Yeah, how you doing tonight, bud? I'm all right. You know, um, hanging in there. I'm still watching South Park. I should probably put on, like, ESPN or something in here. Yeah, I just called in to talk about the Mets a little bit, man. I've been a fan since probably 87, 88. Yeah, so as you hear me talking about the disappointment on the Yankee side, misery loves company. There's a lot of disappointment on that side as well. How do you feel about the 2023 season for your New York Metropolitans? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I kind of saw it coming. Once Diaz went down, yeah, they, they never went and really got another reliever. I, they, I say they, it was before that, Sean. Once Carlos Correa's deal didn't go through, I'm like, okay, I, I, I think I know where this is heading. Yeah, but you got to look. They kind of they 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 did good by not signing him. Yeah, look what he's doing. He didn't uh, amount to anything. So did the Yankees. Volpe had a better season than Carlos Correa. Yeah, and then the other thing is, um. Uh, adding those two starting pitcher or uh, Serger we had, I don't, I don't think it was a good idea to get Berlander. I know they needed another starter. It was a pivot, you know. Degrom didn't want to sign for what they wanted to pay him, so you and had you to go make a splash. In their, yeah, they're in their almost in their forties. One of them's going to flop. They should have known it. Nah, they knew it, but they wanted to, you know, they wanted to bet on it not turning the wrong way, right? That's all it was. The the AL Cy Young winner. They're like, let's hope that. Um, he's more of that than than uh, AARP. Hey, we were always built on on pitching, man, and I just I knew it was going to happen. One of them pitchers didn't pitch well, and come on, they they knew Carrasco. He 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 was he's in the same boat. They yeah. shouldn't expect anything out of him. And as you hear me complaining about Carlos Rodon, Jose Quintana is a better pitcher than Rodon. But Jose Quintana missed just as much time more than Carlos And they Rodon. got rid of Montgomery. I'm not an Yankees fan, but they shouldn't have made that mistake either. Yeah, yeah, they lost that trade too. As you see, they put Harrison Bader on waivers, and Cincinnati claimed him. Brian Cashman couldn't flip him at the deadline. Yes, a lot of mistakes. And that's what I'm talking about as a fan. And I know a lot of fans listening, both Mets fans and Yankee fans, can point to the moves that you made oh, and say this I, is where we went wrong. We can't we can't count to how many losses the Mets took by the relievers. They, you know what count. I said? Because last year, my first year on the fan, I watched more Mets games than I had ever watched in my entire life. And the MO for them, the tagline for them, I tagged them to make it happen Mets because there were so many Mets games that I watched where they were never out of the game. Where yeah, they, they could they could single you to death. They could base hit you to death, and next thing you know, they're coming back. There was a game against the Phillies. I had Steve Summers on, and, and Steve Summers is like, "Yeah, I think this game is pretty much over." I said, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that." And they yeah, storm all the way leaving. back and win. So they go from being the make it happen Mets to can't make anything happen but a loss to blow the game Mets to to bring in Dominic Leone and Jeff Brigham and and uh, I don't even know Jeff Smith and. Uh, or Drew Smith and anybody coming out of that bullpen, any random name coming out of that bullpen was about to give it up for the Mets. D. Rob yeah, gave it up at one that, point. I've been paying for that MLB the package for the last four years to watch. <laughs> yeah, and that sucks. It sucks when you you know you're 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 in Delaware. You got to yep. pay for MLB.tv to see the team because you're out of market, and you yep. sit down every night like so many of us do. And whether you have a, a you know a, a beer or some water or you know a cup of tea, you just want to mm-hmm. enjoy that two to three hours to yourself 
listening to yep. Gary, Keith, and Ron, listening yep. to, to Kay and Paulie, and uh, it's been a miserable year doing that. Yeah, I'm going to touch on one more thing, bud, and I'll leave you alone. I appreciate your time. Uh, I would give Pete Alonzo at least a and at least to an all-star break next year. Go out and get some relievers. Why are we talking about giving Pete Alonzo? I thought you were going to say I, I would give I Pete agree. Alonzo X amount of dollars. I don't want to. I don't want to. He's my favorite player. He, he's the hardest. He's, he's the not team. the problem. I don't understand how this guy became the problem this year. That shows you how far things I, have just gotten the for the thing. Mets. I say the same thing. I don't get it. But if that's what they're going to do, that dude, he's homegrown. The fans love him. He's the heart and soul. He's going to hit 45 bombs. And if you look at what he's done since he's come into the league, and you even if you take that 2020 year, obviously it was the 60 games. Like, this this is a rare bat. And he's homegrown. He's the face of the franchise. Yankee fans are looking at y'all like, wait, what are y'all talking about? We'll give give a ton of money to a pitcher who's in the 40s, and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, what are you talking about? (laughs) You paid all these other guys, and Pete had to watch all of these guys hit the mega millions in his clubhouse. Yeah, I don't get it. Like I said, I mean, I was just going perspective. If that's what, don't do it during the winter because. You're not going to get. You're not going to get it. I think you're not going to get it. I think Steve Cohen is different than any other owner in baseball. Sean, thanks for the call. What he did this season, pivoting, not every nobody could do that. What he did with all the money that he spent on Eduardo Escobar, David Robertson, Mark Canna, Tommy Pham, Max Scherzer. Justin Verlander, with all the money that he had committed to those guys and paying them to go play elsewhere, basically buying prospects, he pivoted midseason to, quote-unquote, replenish the farm system, basically making an investment. He's a businessman making a business move saying, this ain't working, let's cut it here, make an investment, buy some lottery tickets, make a play for the future, not worry about the rest of this season because his words were, we have a 12% chance. I guess he checked fan graphs and around the time of that press conference, he said, we have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. Those are pretty crummy odds. Hope is not a strategy. Hoping we make the playoffs is not a strategy that I'm willing to move forward with as the owner of this business. But he's different than every other owner because he's still going to be a player this offseason in the winter meetings and free agency, they're still going to sign guys. He he literally said, I'm not going to put a team out there that's going to embarrass us. When he said that, that was so refreshing for me because owners detach themselves. They're not fans. They're businessmen. They don't look at the team as, oh, I'm embarrassed by the how the team is playing. They look at the bottom line and the numbers. When I, when I saw him with a Mets hat on say, I'm not going to put a team out there that's going to embarrass us, I'm like, this dude is different. So for the Mets fans, you now have these older guys that you barely got to know for a season and a half or half a season gone out of there. You have young guys that are working their way up. You'll see them in 2024, 5, 6. But in the interim, why is there a target on Pete Alonzo, because there was articles floated out there that the Brewers and the Cubs checked on him. Yeah, they were doing a fire sale. If I was a GM for any team, I would have said, hey, what about Pete Alonzo? Are you going to move him too? 
They didn't move him. Pete Alonso's not the problem. Pete Alonso's going to hit 45 bombs this year. He's 28 years old. He's going to keep playing. And now that there's a universal DH, he doesn't have to play first base. He could DH. So, I, I don't know. We've been doing this Pete Alonso conversation for two, three weeks, and it seems like nonsense to me. They don't need to trade him. They don't have to trade him. They need to pay him. I was having conversations in the early part of this season about what Matt Olson makes, what Freddie Freeman makes, what Anthony Rizzo makes. And with all the money, $17.5 billion that Steve Cohen has, he don't, he don't have enough money to pay $20 million to Pete Alonso, the face of the franchise that represents them at every All-Star game, that speaks highly of being a Met and playing in City Field. 877-337-6666. I don't have that much time left. Let's take another break and we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Go Brooklyn. Go Brooklyn. Man, basketball season's coming up soon, too. I'll see y'all at BC, Barclays Center, Nets World, baby. I wasn't excited for the Nets, but I, I'm getting more excited now as I'm thinking about the little sneaky additions that they've added to the team. Harry Giles, Lonnie Walker, Dennis Smith Jr. Wait for it. Wait for it. We've got the NFL. Let's take some NFL calls. Um, actually, shout out to Manny, our producer right now. We were talking during the break. Manny's a Yankees fan. But, like, we were talking about the Mets fans. And, like, Yankees fans want to trade Glaber Torres. Mets fans want to trade Pete Alonso. <laughs> Do you understand where the disconnect is there? Glaber Torres is 26. Pete Alonso is 28. Close enough in age. But Pete Alonso projects to, you know, potentially be a DH in five years. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy. I don't think he does what Glaber Torres does, right? Glaber Torres makes you want to pull your hair out because he is hitting 25 bombs. Maybe Glaber gets up to like 28, even who knows, 30. 
by the end of the year. He is one of the better hitters on the New York Yankees, but he's going to commit a throwing error with the game on the line. He's going to boot a tailor-made double play to help you lose that third game against the Cubs in the Bronx before the All-Star break. He's going to have these lapses where he's just asleep at the wheel and makes a casual throw that misses the first baseman or just runs into outs with Luis Castillo on the mound. Just not knowing how many outs there are, like things like that. That's why Yankee fans want to trade Glaber Torres. And then also, his value is high right now. Coming up is C-Mac. He'll tell you all about it. But I was saying a couple weeks ago, you can't trade the guy now because you need talent. And they're not going to trade him in the offseason, I don't believe. Maybe they will because his value's high. But, like, I don't understand how this season got so bad for the Mets fans that there are Mets fans that turned on Pete Alonso. I said myself, when that first got floated on WFAN, I, w- I was listening when Sal started talking about it. And I think Sal got a bad rap for, you know, having a four-hour show talking all around it and just a one-minute clip that suggested that this guy was the toxic person in the clubhouse and that he needed to go and blah, 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 and exploring trades for him. But when it first got mentioned, it was like 80%, 70% Mets fans that were like, no, 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 no. Now I think it's 50-50. I think, you know, you just don't have anything else to talk about because the season's over. It's been over. This is nothing else to say. Andre's in the Bronx on the fan. Go for it, Dre. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for checking in with us. Hey, hey, listen here, right? You know, and I tell people all the time, when someone uh, buys like a new company or a new business, they usually make cuts across the board. But what Steve Cohen did was real smart because, you know, they had to sign with Endora, and that was the market price for him. But I don't think he's going to give Alonzo Pete that $300 million deal. And I think in the offseason, they're going to com- He's not going to command a $300 million deal. But I even two yeah, he's he's at at 28 years old. Let's say he gets 20 million a year. That would be a 10 year contract till he's 38. I don't think he's going to command that either. Steve Cohen can afford to pay Pete Alonso yeah. what he's worth. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm telling you. How do we know that he doesn't want to? I just he's no, a I Mets just, fan. He's probably a no, Pete no, no, Alonso's. He's got to be a no, Pete Alonso fan. Thanks for the call, Dre. Uh, LGY. I don't think Steve Cohen learned his lesson because Pete Alonso is not a free agent signing. Learned his lesson. He just locked up Brandon Nimmo. He just paid Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz isn't even homegrown, but he's still a Met. He paid Jeff McNeil. Pete Alonso's next in line like those guys to be paid. So I don't think it's that. I, I, don't, I don't think it's that at all. But I do understand if there's someone that needs to be moved because, I don't know, Lindor. Lindor, to me, is the toxic guy in the clubhouse. Where is the car? Where is the vehicle for Jeff McNeil's 2022 batting title? Maybe he fell off this year because he was waiting for his prize. Mark is out in California on the west side. You're on the fan in New York. 
what's going on. Um, so 300 million. Now I'm projecting like eight, one seventy, maybe nine, for two seven. For P, you look at the yeah. deal. Chris I, Bryant, I, I don't, yeah. Paul, Paul, I, I, it's not a lot of money to pay the face of your franchise who everybody that's a fan of you has a, a number 20 jersey who does community work. Who's uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't know how they how they got so far from the beginning of the season. Mets fans telling me that uh, Pete Alonso was going to challenge for Judge's record, and we were talking right. about what some of the top first basemen are getting paid, and they should extend Pete Alonso now to now. Oh, let's see what we could get for him. Well, I'll tell you, you Pete Alonso's aren't available. You're not going to just trade and find the next Pete Alonso. I don't care how good you think your scouting department is or Billy Epler. You, you might not hit on these guys that you just traded for at the deadline. Trading Pete Alonso at 28 when you you're still going to be competitive next year because you know you have an owner that's going to go for it during the winter. Like I did, I don't I don't think that makes sense. But who, one, what do I one know? One question to ponder because obviously you know we're both Yankee fans and we ponder. Could you imagine Judge with Pete Alonso? Yanks need yeah, a send him here. Send him here. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, we'll we'll, we'll, be, we'll do a swap. Well, you want to trade for oh, Anthony man, it'll, Rizzo? It'll you can you can have Anthony be. Rizzo. Right, it would be absolutely phenomenal. We'll take but, those uh, bombs. We'll take those. B- Could you imagine Pete Alonso in a lineup with the Martian and Judge? Yeah, it would be. It would just be mad. I mean, Martian's going to replace Stanton, but that's pretty much how that's going to work out. Yeah, like, but that, it doesn't work that, that way because he's got to play center field, and Stanton's just going to clog up DH, and he's got a no trade clause. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I know, dude. It, it, it sucks. Hit. But I mean, listen, dude. I mean, any any GM would have made that move at the time. Yeah. At, at the time, we so all were like, oh, the evil empire's back. What Absolute. a move. We get the NL MVP. Judge should have been the AL MVP, but right. Altuve was listening to trash cans. Yeah, I know. At the time, we were like, you for Starling up. Castro and whatever. Right, bro. You traded him. You traded him for pennies on the dollar, man. No, like, one, knew, no one knew that he was going to be this cooked. He can't run. No one knew that he was going to be hurt every single year. No one knew that he was going to play in 56% of Yankees games over the six years that he's been a Yankee. He reminds me a lot of Mark Teixeira towards the end of his career. Teixeira, like, at that 2016 season, just, like, at 15 homers, 220, you can see, like, the dude was just done. You know what I mean? It's not that he's not done, but... I don't know. I got a soft soft spot in my heart for Teixeira. He came to the fan cave to visit me, and he won a World Series, and he was good. He was great. He was good. He was was great. The only thing on Stan's resume is his postseason is fantastic. His postseason resume is... Yeah, but it's it's not fantastic if you didn't do it in the World Series and you didn't win, you know? Like, okay, he had a fantastic ALDS. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember that series where they lost to Boston? He almost hit two grand slams in that game. Almost. I I could run through a Rolodex of things I almost did. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, you know what? The dude's got power, man, and that's why they signed him. Man, in college, yo, there was this girl. She was the baddest girl on (laughs) campus. I almost bagged her. I almost bagged about... About 30, 40 of the baddest girls around. You know what I'm saying? Almost. What do you, what do you think about Jamar Gibbs, man? I, I can't believe it. I can't believe today he got seven touches, you know, seven carries, two touches today. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. You pick them in the first round. It's like, I, I I love Montgomery. They use him 21 times in the goal line. But if, if, if he's seven carries and two targets, that's not startable in a fantasy league. It's not. And people be drafting him in the first round. Like, yeah, yeah, fantasy is tricky like that. He's going to split time. He is a rookie. I always say in fantasy, stay away from rookies because... Unless you're Barkley. Yeah, 
That's different, though. He was drafted right. two overall in a situation where they needed to give him the ball. And I was talking about a couple weeks ago that I think Barkley's going to be effective again because when he was a rookie, there was the threat of Odell Beckham Jr. Pick your poison. You want OBJ to go off or you want Saquon to go off? You can't let, defend let them both. Let me tell you something about these Giants, man. I mean, listen. Okay? Everyone's going to say I'm crazy. Philadelphia last year went from nine wins so what, 13, 14, right? They went, right? 14 wins, right? They were less 14, 13. They whatever. won a bunch of games. They lost right. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who we saw out there tonight. He's a, he's a, right. a playmaker. He, they're going to miss him Giants, on defense. Giants defense has the potential to be number one in the National Football League. Number one defense. They're, I, they're, I have to disagree with that just because they're going to face the Cowboys offense and the, Phil, the, the Philadelphia but, offense. That's four I, games that they got to deal with but, them. There has to be regression in the NFC East. There has to. You take a look at the last division winners, and you know this. No team has repeated. Yeah, the so, Cowboys are going to win the division this year. You think so? Because, listen, I think Darren Waller is the what Stefan was to Josh Allen. Until he gets hurt he again. Going, right, but see, the thing is that you traded him for a third round or after this year, you have no commitment to the guy if he does get injured. Shane is a mastermind at that. And I just think addition of Paris Campbell, who, mind you, in Indianapolis had an 800-yard, eight-touchdown season. It's, you know I what know. I mean? I actually that's, picked him up off highest, the waiver like, wire in fantasy. If they didn't have four different quarterbacks throwing him the ball, he could have been more consistent. What? But he's also injury-prone. Shepard last year was having a fantastic season before he went down. Had a couple of nice games before he went down. I, I don't think Shepard's going to even be a factor in this offense. They got too many other explosive guys. Well, I think he's slot receiver. You he's more of a rah rah guy. He's a morale guy. He's he's the longest tenure giant guy. That's why you keep him around. Uh, you didn't mention Isaiah Darius Hodgins. Slayton. Yeah, Isaiah Hodgins and Slayton are both Isaiah Hodgins for, uh, that have a lot of repertoire and chemistry. With Did Jones you say Jalen Hyatt? I said Jalen Hyatt, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the funny thing about, about Hyatt is is that I was at that game versus the Jets, and I was like, I was literally, literally saw the ball thrown in the air, and I'm not a big fan of, of, of Sauce at all. Not a big fan of him. Sauce is a Darrell Revis. He, Darrell Revis was never a interception guy. And when people what? sit here and say, well, cornerbacks get interceptions, that's, that's a, a stupid thing. Darrell Revis is a Hall of Famer. I love Sauce Gardner, so Darrell I can't. I can't. I'm not jacking it. I can't get jiggy with that. Sauce is legit. Revis was legit. Well, Revis did not intercept the ball. And and everybody keeps going to that stupid play where Jalen Hyatt beat him. Well, you know what? It's an incompletion in the stat sheet. That's a win for Sauce. I don't care if if he had him beat by steps. The ball didn't get there. So in one-on-ones, that's a win for Sauce. That's a that's a rep that Sauce wins. People still talk about that rep. I can't wait till we actually get to the the regular season game and it's Sauce versus Jalen Hyatt. He's probably gonna lock him up. I'm gonna go out. Remember this call. I'm gonna go out and say when the Jets play the Giants, Jalen's gonna beat Sauce for a touchdown. Okay, great. Thanks for the call, Mark. I just gotta move it move it along. I did say I wanted to go to my um, division winners and. You got to put it out there before you get deep into the season. Now, right, the Lions won, so it's going to sound like I'm picking the Lions to win the North. I'm not. So last night I forgot to add the North. In the NFC North, I have the Vikings finishing first. I'm not on the Lions hype. I think the Vikings have the best receiver in the league, and they know something. They let Dalvin Cook go. They're, they're cooking up something. Vikings, Lions, Bears, Packers. That's how I have the North shaken out. The AFC North, this was the toughest division to pick, but big trust. A whole lot of flock going on. Ravens and then Kenny Pickett with the Steelers. 
And then Burrow, big money bags, Burrow coming in third place. And then the Browns fourth place because I can't root for the masseuse madman, Deshaun Watson. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs are still going to win the division. Don't read too much into them losing a one-point game with all of those drops. That Those drops count like there would have been another field goal to win the game. The Los Angeles Chargers come in second in the AFC West. The Las Vegas Raiders third, Denver Broncos fourth. And the NFC West, I'm not really feeling Brock Purdy in year two. Let's see if the guy can do it being the guy without Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance in the quarterback room. You're the guy now. It's just you and Sam Darnold there. I'm going with the 12th man, the Seattle Seahawks. I got to go to Seattle for the first time. I believe that the Seattle defense and Pete Carroll and those guys are going to roll. Seattle Seahawks winning the NFC West. San Francisco 49ers coming in second place. Los Angeles Rams third place. Arizona Cardinals obviously fourth. AFC South. Duval, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to win that division. The Titans will be right on their heels. The Houston Texans, third place. The Colts, fourth place. The NFC South, it's the Saints, it's the Saints, it's the Saints. They went to get Derek Carr. They're going to win that division. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to be better than people think. I, I root for Baker Mayfield to do well. I know he's not a world beater. He's struggled. He's on his fourth team now, third team now, something like that. Uh, they're going to be in second. The Atlanta Falcons have some skill position players, but they don't have a quarterback. I have them finishing third, and Bryce Young is a peewee quarterback playing in the NFL. They're not going to be able to protect this kid, keep him upright. He is going to go through it this year. The Panthers finish in fourth place. In the AFC East, it's the Buffalo Bills division. You know that. The Miami Dolphins might actually make a run for it if Tua stays upright and not concussed. The Jets I have finishing third place. I'm sorry, Jets fans. I'll believe it when I see it. And then last place is New England. Bill Belichick's not going to go for that. But it just is what it is. There's a lot of talent in that division. The NFC East, I already told you I got the Dallas Cowboys winning that division. Uh, You heard Mark, the last caller, say teams don't win it back-to-back years. So I'm not going with the Eagles. And uh, hopefully this year we get two games where it's Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott and not Garden Minshew versus Cooper Rush. Minshew, I know, is with the Colts. It would be Marcus Mariota this year versus Cooper Rush and not Trey Lance. Trey Lance won't sniff the field unless they have a designed QB run package for him because he's not an NFL quarterback. The guy can't play the position at this level. He came out of North Dakota State. New York Giants in third place. Washington Commanders in fourth. And that's what I think. But what I think doesn't matter. That's why we watch the games. Mike's in South Jersey on the fan. Go for it, Mike. What's going on? You know, wrapping the show up, I probably got a minute and a half left. Yeah, what do you think the Giants have a chance against the Cowboys Sunday night? I do. I really do. I, I think I will throw some bets on them to cover. I I, I don't know. Um, I just think that it's going to be closer than people realize because it's week one. We don't have enough data and intel on these teams. And uh, there's a lot of hype. It's the only game on. And the Cowboys have a new offensive coordinator. They have Mike McCarthy calling the plays. We'll see what Dak does under pressure. We'll see if Dak responds. But, um, yeah, I think they have a chance. Last call goes to Cade in Jackson, New Jersey. Can you say a couple words before we end? Yeah, I want to switch my call quick to the Giants. Um, I think the Giants have or will be the Cowboys. I think they even have a shot at their division. Daniel Jones moves the ball around. Use Saquon as a threat. Use Saquon as a double team. And the coaching on the Cowboys doesn't come anywhere near the Giants. Well, Dan Quinn does. 
But honestly, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I'm not a delusional fan. And I have the Cowboys starting off the season 2-0, beating the two New York teams. And we'll be on the fan to talk about it. C-Mac is coming up next. I'll be back late tonight after the Yankee game. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the support. Follow me online if you follow people. I'm out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.